This is Sarah Elizabeth, and you're listening to Front Porch Radio in Columbia, Tennessee, 101.7 WKOM. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. 
Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I want to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Absolutely incredible day to be alive and well with you. Tony Basilio on the one, the only. On the wheels to steal. On the ones, the twos. The twos and the ones and the three to the one. And the one to the two to the two to the one. And now it's time to have some fun. (laughs) We have a lot to talk about today. Very little time to get there. It was on the air yesterday for close to five hours. Garza Law, fifth quarter fan reaction. Doing it with the greatest of ease, G. And pretty fired up for the whole thing. Got a confession here to make. Woke up to a rather long text string. Several friends were uh, talking about um, the playoff game last night. I fell asleep in the second half. I mean, they need to start those things a little later. But we were on the air for about five hours, so I just kind of went upstairs, ate a little something, ate a little dinner, conked out. What I miss, guys? And then I want to talk about the Vols. But what did I miss? Let's open the show there. What I miss in the second playoff game? Me and the uh, me and the other working people that turned in. What what did we miss? It nearly became one of the all time, one of the worst all time collapses at the end of a game. Maybe ever. Really? So much at stake. Really? Tell me Washington, about it. Washington was up 34 mm-hmm. 21 in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And that's Texas when I fell asleep. Touchdown That's when I fell asleep. It. Right there. Yeah, Texas scored a touchdown to cut it to 34 28. Like Washington early in the fourth, right? right? The they had just taken a lead. Yeah. It was early in the fourth. And it looked like that. They, that's they that's really, when I conked out. That's when I conked out. Right there. They really should have won the game easy. They, okay. they were the better team. Okay. But they made it interesting late. Washington responded to Texas' final touchdown by going down and kicking a field goal to go up 30, I guess it was 37-28. Texas, they have a nine-point lead at that point. Okay. They have a nine-point lead. Texas goes down the field with about a minute left. Well, it was probably maybe a minute and a half left. Right. And they kick a field goal to get within six, but then the onside kick is recovered by Washington. So Washington has good field position. Texas has two timeouts left, and at the very best, Texas was, was going to get the ball back with maybe maybe 15 seconds left deep in their own territory. So Texas, Washington hands the ball off twice. Texas calls timeout. They call their both, both their final timeouts. And then on third down, they're out of timeout. So Washington runs the ball again with their running back who got hurt on the play. What? And he got hurt on the play, and they stopped the clock. There would have been maybe 20 seconds left when with Washington punts, and Texas would have had it deep in their own territory. But they stopped the clock because Washington sustained an injury, and they didn't restart it until the snap on the punt. 
So they gained like and another. They gained another. They gained 20, like 30, 30 seconds. to thirty-five seconds. Yeah. Yes. Wow. And what happened then was on the punt return, Washington was called for fair catch interference or hitting the return, <laughs> and so Texas got fifteen free yards and thirty something free seconds. Hey Matt Dixon, do you and I? That's why I love the college game over the pro game, because you have those young kids out there. And you get these really bizarro world endings, even at the top of it. And, again, I fell asleep. I didn't watch a highlight. I just woke up a little while ago. I'm not going to lie to you. I was dead to the world yesterday. Dixon, so this was one of these crazy college football game endings here, huh? Yeah, absolutely. And Texas drove it inside the 20. What? Two two legit chances in the end zone. What? From It, it would have been an all-time cup check loss for Washington. A play in a national semifinal. Yes. Yeah, and it, and it all all they happened should've... because I mean they they made mistakes. The running into the kicker and all that, or the returner, but the the running back getting hurt. Like he really hurt his ankle. Like oh, that. Man. That's what killed him because that you know the thirty extra seconds plus. And now that they won, I don't know what his availability will be for for Monday against Michigan. So they went but... from sixteen ahead. To almost losing the game in like a matter of what three and a half four ahead. minutes thirteen ahead yes four minutes yeah much like Michigan Washington was the much better team so I'm glad at least the two teams that, that were the better it. teams won yeah and the two undefeated teams won All right, which let's, is really interesting we'll talk about the Vols here but I also want to talk about that playoff because next year I think there's a well Matt say what you said let's let's just start here we all saw Nico now. Some of you heard the post game yesterday. Some of you didn't. You're with family. You've got things to do. I understand. I don't really understand, but I understand. I'll just, we'll go around the room and we'll do our little Nico thing here. When you have a guy like that, you have a chance. When you have a guy like that, you have a chance against Georgia. You have a chance against Alabama. You have a chance against anybody on your schedule. You have a chance to go to Florida and win. When you have a guy like that, you have a chance to hold the chalice at the end of the season. That's my observation on Nico. I was told last year that when he first got here, in December of last year, he could have played in that bowl game and would have been effective. That's what I was told. You know, I, I kind of tempered it. And uh, I told my told my crew that behind the scenes. Matt and Brian will tell you that I was telling those guys that. And then in spring ball, they knew this guy's very special. And then throughout the year, I just, I was just mystified at how they just didn't even, it wasn't so much let him be a starting quarterback, but they just didn't use him at all. And when they unveiled him to the world, it was so nice to see that the hypes realized. Because I can see why in practice. Can you imagine what that guy looks like against Willie Martinez, a secondary? And by the way, Austin Price on their VolQuest podcast kind of launched on Willie Moe and that defensive coordinator for having those seniors out there when it was a five-score game yesterday instead of having the kids on the field. And good for you, Austin, because he's had enough of it too. Why those guys were playing... Tank McCullough, as Orange Throat said, congratulations on your 500th game. First of all ever to play 500 football games. When you have Nico, you have a chance. 
It's my off-season theme. I don't know if we can come up with some kind of slogan around that. But somebody yesterday in my, we did a halftime spaces. This is 30 minutes of seeing this guy on a field in real game time. I say, I'm a believer. And he put, I'm a believer. I'm a Iyama, Iyama believer. To my friends, you gotta, you have got to get a t-shirt. You have got to get a t-shirt. Iyama believer. I'm calling on y'all. Hashtag Iyama believer. Cause I saw that dude on the field yesterday and I'm Iyama believer. Matt Dixon, your thoughts on what we witnessed, then we'll go to the phones. I- I'm going to tell you right now, Matt's about to say something about 2024 and 2025, and I fought it before seeing it on the field yesterday. I'm not fighting it now. Go ahead, Matt. And then we'll go to the phones. Yeah, well, well just extremely talented, uh, great feel for the game. Um Obviously, you know, just throws a great ball, goes through for great. Every, I mean, it's everything you want in a quarterback, he has all those traits. Um, you'll have to, cl- you know, clean up some of the sack stuff. I, I, I haven't rewatched it. I don't know how much of that was him ball holding versus just the offensive line not blocking. Um, got to fix. I mean, obviously, a lot of things to work uh, work on, but you've got a great a great system, great head coach who who knows how to develop quarterbacks. Uh, with Nico, the next two years, the playoffs should be the should be the goal, uh, and I don't I don't think that that's unrealistic at all. You know, it's a twelve team deal that that's ten and two, which is will be pretty lofty in this this new SEC. But like you said, with with Nico, you have a chance in every game you play, and I I just think that that you, you don't bring Nico here. From California as a five-star guy to to win Citrus Bowls, you bring him here to to challenge for championships and get into the playoffs, and that's that's what the I, I think that's what the goal should be each of the next two years. Now, as a point of conversation, we saw him yesterday. I'm going to ask the living listener right now: Is Matt Dixon correct, or is he whistling past the graveyard? Is he speaking in facts, faxes, and not hype? I want to know right now your read, and we got two to play here, two to play because I don't I don't have much juice today. I'm pretty fried after yesterday's show and Alabama um, losing that game. I lost my mind at the end of that thing yesterday. I was screaming things into the microphone. I didn't know I was screaming. We did a watch along right to the very end of that game. Matt Dixon just said one more time, you don't bring him here all the way from California. Invest the money in him that you've invested in him to play in Citrus Bowls. Is that what you said, Matt? Yeah. He's a elite, you know, future NFL quarterback. You don't you your goal should be the playoffs. Look at look at Washington. Look at what Washington did. I mean, they're playing for the national title. And they all because they, they got an elite quarterback who fits their system and they put players around him. You know they don't. They're not loaded with five stars. I mean, Tennessee's probably got a more talented roster than them, top to bottom. Not a better team, but you know when you have the the quarterback play, we we saw it the last two years, and especially last year with Hendon Hooker, he elevates everybody else around him. And I think Nico is that kind of is that kind of quarterback. 
Boy, that Washington wide receiver core, they got some guy with, guys with some ball skills on that you deal. Know, Any ball near them is caught. Brian I Hartman, think, your thoughts on what we saw. Go ahead. I think Washington's a team of destiny. To go get, I'll get back to that in a second. But I, th- I think they've got a receiving core and a quarterback that's much better than what Alabama was able to put out there. Um, I'll say one thing from yesterday. I would like to have well, maybe not like to, but I am curious if Iowa scores a touchdown there on that first possession or on that second possession yes. to see Nico play with a deficit. And we would, I think we would have found out a lot more, but fortunately that didn't happen. Other than that drive, Iowa did not start one drive in their own territory that they were able to get into Tennessee's side of the field on. Iowa had that was the only drive that started that that they got into Tennessee territory, and they started that drive after a poor punt on Tennessee's side of the field. That Iowa bunch competes. You know, it's a shame for that Iowa coach because he's built his whole brand on playing in that Western Division, which has just been a just a fortuitous gift to him that they've gotten to beat up on the little sisters of the poor. No more. In this newly reformed league, now that they're going to have to play a pretty decent cross-section and those West Coast teams as well that are going to join that league, that's it for Iowa. They're, they're, that little string of all those meaningless 10-season, 10 10-win 10 seasons. Do you imagine being an Iowa fan and having that coach scream well, at you that we won 10 games this year looking at that slop they play? This is That's going to be hard for Wisconsin, for other teams in the Big Ten West, too. I think it's going to be hard on Michigan and Everybody sure it is. in that league. It's going to stress the league. Sure does. It's going to be like it's, playing it's in the SEC. Be, it's going to give them more. Yeah. I think that's going to stress that league more than Oklahoma and Texas are going to stress Absolutely. The you can't stress this league any more than it's stressed. I mean, my gosh. But here's the deal. Matt Dixon just said out loud. Three weeks ago, he said, a month ago, he said it on here and I fought it. But I'm not fighting it now. You have this guy. You have got a two-year window. Josh Heupel, get to the playoffs. Or you failed. Matt Dixon, there are reports out there. This Stewart kid from Texas A&M who comes from a Tennessee family who have Tennessee roots, West Tennessee, grew up Tennessee fans, yada, yada, yada. This guy, today there's reports out there, somebody at On3 is saying, and they track this stuff, you know, granularly. I get involved when the time comes, but on this situation, I know I sent Matt a download on him. Matt, it's pretty much what I sent you last week is pretty much tracking with um, who this dude is, isn't it? Or what, what's being purported about him? Because the word today is that Ole Miss is out on him. People are kicking the tires on him, and are, a, lot, a lot of people are coming to the conclusion that he's not, not worth messing with. Well, that's, that's a risk that some team's going to take. Well, probably, a, I would assume, a, a pretty substantial NIL deal. And a lot of coaches, you know, might not put up with it because you, you look at the results on the field and it's other production on the field and it doesn't match the talent. And then you got to factor in the distractions and, and how, how good your, your locker room culture is. And if you think you can, can harness that, maybe, maybe he's like a lot of us when we were in college and you just have to have some maturity and, and grow up a little bit. And he wasn't in a very structured environment at A and M. He was not. I mean, that, no. that, you know, that, that could be the bigger, biggest issue or it and, could be. That you're, you know, the guy, the guy just isn't going to be reached. Well, that's the deal. So, at a and doesn't want him. Yeah, they don't want him. They'll take apparently. anybody. I know. 
apparently they're out on him. Wow. The okay. the belief is the belief is that well he's you know on social media he's intimating that he wants to be involved with Tennessee. How involved with him is Tennessee? See, people are saying, how come you're not talking about Tennessee and him? I don't know how involved Tennessee is with him. I mean, they could walk him out there tomorrow and sign him. You know, the, all this stuff's full of twists and turns, but I gave Matt a download on him from somebody pretty close to that deal. And Matt, he's not a bad kid. I think we all agree on that. That's, I think that's what Matt's trying to say. He's potentially extremely disruptive, though. If you bring him in and he's not your wide receiver one and things don't get his go his way, he could potentially ruin a good season next year for you. Is that overstating, Matt, yeah, based on the report we have? Dixon, what do you think? Uh, no, I, I think I think that the distraction probably a bigger would be the right way to phrase it as opposed to, you know, Cater, you know, cratering your seat. I think it would be a, a, an un, an unneeded distraction that could lead to things if 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 you don't have the right leadership on your team. And which, do you need it? Yeah, and, and, yeah. And, and do, do, do you yeah. need him? Is the the key? Now, it, I would. It, it's really funny. Ba- basically, how big of an upgrade is he over like a squirrel? white is what we're getting at, which is kind of ironic, given some of the discussions we've had about our slot receiver. Sure, and, and that's and and again, here's where I am with squirrel white. I don't blow smoke at people, and it's not for everybody, and that's fine. After last year's bowl game about Joe Milton, people were talking about Joe Milton the way they're talking about Nico. That was never real. Joe Milton was a mid-level Southeastern Conference quarterback who has a big arm, and that's all he is. He's just a guy with a big arm playing quarterback. This guy here yesterday, when he grows into this thing, is going to be scary. Those that play music will tell you, that understand sports and music, will say, that guy's like a jazz musician. These jazz musician people, you play music with them, they hear what every instrument's doing. They hear what the drum guy's doing. They hear what the bass player's doing. They're in the pocket with the keyboard player. They're over here with the vocalist. And they can get right in there and improvise around, play around all that stuff, and somehow do it. Whereas most people playing music, myself included, are linearly trying to concentrate on what they're doing. And every once in a while, you can get in that spot where you can hear other things. As you grow, you do. But for the most part, Nico watching him yesterday, that offense is fast. It's fluid. He knows exactly what he's doing. He knew... Option one, option two. Now, if they're going to do what Matt Dixon's talking about, which is get the rare air in the next two years, they need to upgrade that wide receiving core. Well, Tony, they already have. they got the Matthews kid. They have the Staley kid. These guys don't play freshmen. I, I don't know how. They had Tank McCullough on the field yesterday for crying out loud. In a 35, these guys don't play freshmen. This head coach doesn't play. They don't play freshmen. Show me where they play freshmen. So therefore, I'm of the mindset you better go into the transfer portal and you better go get one or two more wide receivers. Because my message, I'm with Matt now. I'm 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 full team Matt on this. 
If this is your window, you better maximize your window. All of us that follow professional sports know that in professional sports you get these windows. And simply what that means is my team in this dispensation has an opportunity to hang a banner. And I want to hang a banner. You know, whatever that means. My team wants to hang a banner. Bino Jeff Henderson came in here yesterday as part of our celebration, Matt, and our New Year's Day soiree where all of our contributors jumped in, including the great Kyle Blackburn, and said that he's come around to my way of thinking on the wide receivers. Add, add, add a couple more. Are you there, Matt? I'm not trying to be funny. This guy here, this Nico guy, Nick Saban would go out and would surround this guy with two more wide receivers. They would not stop. And we know they have the we know they have the budget because the wide receiver the uh, the offensive lineman who's now at Colorado was going to cost him seven hundred thousand dollars a year. I know they have the money. Yes or no, Matt? Are you adding? Are you adding zero, one, or two more wide receivers? What are we doing here? Uh, I think if you can get a a front line, you know, you know, sure, you know, starter like future NFL guy, if you can find one of those, I think you can add one. Um, Evan Stewart might be that, but I really, I'm not sure how how much you need another receiver. You got the the guy from Tulane who's uh, you know two or three year player. You've got. I mean, there's a number of, of quality, like high level four, four stars and a five star on your roster already. Like, I don't, if you, you need to develop those guys, um, it, it'll almost be kind of a desperation move. I think if, I mean, and, and th- I mean, I think it would call for it with Nico, obviously, but, you know, may, may, you know, do you want to go out and get another Dante Thornton or, or do you want to try to see if Dante Thornton you know, takes that next step in year two, like like Jalen Hyatt did. That's a good question. You know, I don't. Yeah, I, I think there's enough talent on the roster if if they're developed and you evaluated well in recruiting that you don't need another receiver what right would, now. What would Kirby Smart do? What would Nick Saban do if they had that window and they saw that guy yesterday? Because really, you don't know till you see a guy on a field. And here's the thing about it: it's extremely foolhardy to look at uh, Iowa and assess that they can't play based on the fact they can't play offense. Defensively, that's a really good team that that kid executed an offense against yesterday. That's a very good defense Iowa has. Very good. And they didn't have opt-outs. That was a big game to them. Really impressive. Re- I'm talking like you know, I'm really impre- I'm so impressed that I'm bullish on adding for him. I'm, I'm going to go get I, another running back if I can, too, by the way. I think I don't. Do they need to get a tight? I think they've got the tight end spot covered with Stays and another kid, right? Let's go to the phones. To me, Brian, if kids call me that want to get involved, I'm listening. I, I guess that's my point. And I would think after yesterday, am I ask you this? You say, well, you guys are dealing in hyperbole. Okay, around the country right now, who would you trade with? Mister C asked me this last night. Who would you trade with? They better get Lyman in there. Give me a quarterback around the country, guys, that you guys would trade for this guy right now. Go ahead, Matt. Who would you trade for? Who would you trade for him? Going for the on the next, next season. For the next two years, there's nobody. Okay. There's nobody. Just checking. You know, that 
the only check. the only answer really is Baby Penix. He's a, he's out of eligibility. He's a isn't he? senior. He's like a senior. Yeah, he's done. Senior. He's gone. So yeah. So that's my point. That's my point. So you go ahead and jog your mind right now, and you tell me in the deep recesses of Brian's alleged mind who you would take. You you think we're dealing in hyperbole? Maybe a Ewers. Maybe that was my answer on the blog today. Quinn Ewers for one year is better than him. I take Quinn Ewers. Nobody in the Southeastern Conference, not the guy at Alabama, who's okay. I wouldn't take the USC kid over him. No, the kid at Oklahoma who we saw on the field, who I think is a nice quarterback, by the way. I don't. I wouldn't take that guy over him. No, but he turned the ball over three. He's going to tell you what that kid. That kid will be ready when we get down there. That'll be a hell of a game. That'll be two young quarterbacks battling it out. Their first game, that'll draw about 16 or 17 million people because of Nico and him. That's You guys can get ready for this. That's going to be the signature game of September. The Vols are right back in that spot. The signature game of September. Get your chill on. Get some chills down the back of your neck. Let's go to the phones. And say Happy New Year to our first caller. Hello and welcome into our first caller. Hey, Tony, Happy New Year. Hey, Columbo, welcome in, brother. Well, what I noticed about him is, yeah, the stats didn't, I mean, look, you have this receivers dropped some balls, Keaton somehow didn't run through the route, but that dude just looks like he was born to play that spot, man. That just He just oozes talent. Everything looks smooth. Hey, somebody asked me last oh, night, since man. you're in Columbus, me and, me and Mr. C were talking about it. He asked me, because we, we went through the thing, we were going down the tree of quarterbacks around the country, and I don't think I'm being, I don't think I'm, I'm, I'm being prone to hyperbole here. You and I both can do that from time to time. I'll tell you this. If you put him on the open market right now, how much would Ohio State pay him to come play quarterback for them? Uh, I was having this discussion with some people, okay. and the thing is, that's why Tennessee just did such a good job in getting him because they can't afford him. That's exactly so, right. They would pay him three million dollars a year. They would they pay could. three million dollars a year. That he needs to find is he, the truth. They're, they're bringing in Will Howard. Like, That's the truth. Will Howard can't sniff this guy. That's the only the truth. quarterback I would say, and don't think it's because I'm a lane lover, just from experience, from an experience factor. I think Nico's got way more talent than this kid. I would maybe consider Jackson Dart next year because of the experience he has. Dart That's is. It. Excellent in their Maybe. system. And like, that's just because excellent in their system. Talent. No, he's excellent in their system. I agree with that. So that's the only guy outside of maybe yours that I would. This dude just. This dude just. That's what a. That's what a future first round draft pick looks like. Yep. Quarterback. Yeah, he looks like a big like, tall version of the kid like that's not, playing not, for I didn't Carolina. Mean first round draft pick. I meant future number one pick. Correct. Like. He looks like a big tall version of the kid that's playing for the Carolina Panthers, who, um, Matt, uh, Matt, throw two more out there. Matt's got two more. He wants to consider. Go ahead, Matt. Oh, this the, only, the only other ones I would kind of consider. I, I think Carson Beck was really, really good this year, and he was really good here. It's fair. And Sh- Shador Sanders, I think you could, you could, you could argue for, I think, either of those. But I, I wouldn't trade Nico for anybody. But those are two names that you could yep. at least discuss. And those are two one-year guys for the upcoming year, to, to Matt's point. Those those are two guys that will be in the NFL. See, the thing about Nico is you're getting him for two years. That's why I'm telling you, around the country, Tennessee's got the it quarterback. They got the it quarterback. And you're going to see him all over ESPN 
for the entire offseason when college football is talked about because now the SEC is an ESPN arm. They're, they're not well, going to fluff up the Big Ten anymore. Uh, go ahead, Colombo. Tony, and here's the thing, too, about next year, why the playoffs are definitely on the table, is, yep. yeah, we said that, that you know, they're going to be dogged at, you know, against Georgia and Bama and maybe at Oklahoma. Watch it, Bama. I'm not, like, they're probably going to be a dog in that game at home, but that ain't like an automatic L. Watch it. That, that ain't Bama anymore. They're very good. That ain't Bama. Let me, let me tell you so something. People... People got all up in me last week for saying that I thought Michigan was going to beat them up. Michigan beat them into the ground yesterday. And those Lane. people in Alabama know what they're looking at. They're smart football fans. They got physically whipped at the line and of Bama scrimmage. Bama still got them to overtime. Well, I know, Brian, because they have a great was, I coach. I think this was his work. I think this was his worst team since 2007. No doubt. It was his best coaching job maybe of his life to get them to that spot. This is the first year since 2007 that Alabama at no point was ranked number one in the country. Why, guys, why is Nick Saban, why does Nick Saban win, win all these games? Why? Why? Well, Tony, let me give you, I'll give you an insight into why. What, what is kind of culture he's got in his program? He's, I know it's they bought all the players. They've had massive talent edges. Here's the kind of culture he has. That last play was an RPO, yep. and the bad snap blew it up. And he came out after the game and called a, a dive as to not throw his kid under the bus. Whereas another SEC coach from Alabama who got his brains beat in on Saturday blamed the plan that he had no part of because he was busy recruiting. That's the difference between Nick Saban oh, and the Oh, yeah. I mean, here you've had this. You've How had do a, I do? How do I do on that one? Well, no, you've had What's a string. Different? You've had a string of what I want to call no, normalcy he, on here. You he put that one on a tee for Mark but when he said that postgame. But, but he, you know it was coming. He didn't mean you that. Knew it was but he didn't, he didn't mean that. He didn't mean Your guys are taking it way out of context. He's not like that. Tony, it was predictable. You know, you know you, what he was going to say. That you, game. He was going to find a way to blame his staff or his players for them getting their tails kicked by a backup quarterback from the Big Ten. And you know what he did? They also, I, had to recruit. I didn't have much time to deal with the game plan, and I didn't really like the plan. I didn't have, I didn't have much to do with it because it's never his fault. never his fault. And they're in that big sounds like because uh, they have no quarterback. That sounds like the way Liberty season ended last year when he was there looking at trying to get out of there. They lost like three or four games in a row coming down the stretch. I don't understand how you did that. You pivoted. All right, let's go. Go for it now. What What did this guy say? Because it's a meaningless bowl game. Who cares? That Auburn game. Who cares? What What game they play in? What are you talking about? Tony, well, their game was meaningless. That means ours is meaningless. So I can't. Put the, well, no, they are meaningless. Not, the only thing that mattered in our game was seeing Nico play. I know it was a meaningless bowl game, but they got their tails kicked in. They looked totally unprepared, uncoached. Like it's one thing to lose, but to get your tail, your your brakes beat off you because it by by Maryland. But let me let me tell you what he said. They asked him after the game, and he goes, "Well, I was busy recruiting, so I didn't have much to do with the game plan. And, and when you get beat like this, it means the plan. I mean, I didn't really like the plan. That's exactly what he said. It was predictable. This never used fault." A leader of an organization falls on the sword like Saban did.
hung up. Dixon, imagine him hanging up in the middle of that. Like he's angry at me or something. For those of you that are uninitiated, <laughs> we play the Jemby drums for Reverend, Reverend Freeze because Reverend Freeze, back in the day, i got to explain this because we got thousands of people finding the show each day. This thing's growing like a weed. Reverend Freeze played the Jemby drum for Jonathan Kongbo up in Montreal, Canada. I don't know how many years ago that was, but he, he went into his, Tennessee was, when he was at Ole Miss, Tennessee was going head-to-head for, and that was when Ole Miss, that was back when they had their own NIL program before NIL was cool. That was back in their SMU days, Pony Express days. So he gets up, and the guys, and they're from Africa, you know. So he rolls out, puts the shawl on, puts the old hat on that, like, uh, what Jim Brown used to wear, gets the African prayer candles, lights them, Gets the shawl, gets the gets the cloth, gets the and pulls a jemby drum out, starts hitting the jemby drum right in the middle of their living room. Now people thought that was a joke, right? And then one day we were doing a bit on the air, and somebody reached out to Kongbo on Twitter, and he said, "Yeah, that happened," and was laughing. Now our friend Martin Columbus has this uh, fixation. What, Brian, what was the problem? What? Why does Mark hate? What do we figure it out on Martin Columbo down through the years? What? What's his thing? What's his thing? He's got against his coach? I think. I think uh, he freeze blocked him on Twitter. God, now known as X. Yeah, or whatever. It was Twitter then. So, so whenever Mark, who's really a good caller, like Matt will tell you, he's really a good caller. But whenever he does the Hugh Freeze thing, he gets this. And then eventually what happens is the Jemby drum swallows him. You know. Uh, Just like his fixation how did he pivot, guys, from that really good phone call he was having, Dixon? How did he get in there? He slid that right in there. Oh, it, it, it was a, a Hall of Fame level um, level move to go from talking about Nick Saban falling on the sword to the other coach in Alabama. It was very, very, very of course, the, the two SEC teams in Alabama are the ones that lost to the Big Ten. <laughs> Interesting. Well, Everybody else beat the hell out of them. Interesting. We'll come back on the other side. Mark and Colombo, well done by you, but really well done by me. This is Coach Devin Simler from Columbia Central Baseball. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Alert, alert! Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram has a huge announcement. We're expanding our service center to get you in and out quicker than ever. That's right, five new service bays to get your vehicle back on the road. Don't drive a Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, or Ram. It doesn't matter. Our certified technicians are trained to work on all makes or models. More service, less time. Only at Columbia Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram. Family owned and operated. You can count on us. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call mepainfree.com or call 615-551-9224. 
In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. Hi, it's Terry from Tillis Jewelry. Our customers know us for our one-of-a-kind custom jewelry. And this year, we've outdone ourselves with the TJ Collection Christmas Edition. Feast your eyes on the deco line, featuring a modern twist on the lovely art deco style. You won't be disappointed. We guarantee you'll love everything about the TJ Christmas Edition. Stop by Tillis Jewelry on Columbia Square, where the best surprises come in small, beautifully wrapped packages. Happy Holidays from Tillis Jewelry. The generations that have paved the way for us deserve respect, integrity, and compassion. This is Kelly Dobson, owner of Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. My grandmother and mother started this business in 2005, and I was honored to take over in 2012. Licensed and insured, we help our aging community stay in the comfort of their own homes. Online at caringheartshomehealthcarellc.com, by phone 931-381-5470, or in person at 1121 Trawood Avenue here in Columbia. That's Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. Elevate your day at Old School Vapor. Check out our selection of disposables like Kato Bar, Viho, Raz, Lost Mary, Breeze, and more. Enjoy 35% off your entire e-liquid purchase and 20% off everything else. With every $20 Club 13 purchase, snag a chance to win a Rad Runner e-bike. And for Exodus lovers, every purchase gets you a ticket to win an Xbox Series S. Check us out at OldSchoolVapor.com. Debbie Matthews grew up and lives in beautiful Columbia, Tennessee. As a realtor, she is well-versed in homes, neighborhoods, development, and schools. She wants to share her love of her home state with others to help them find just the right place to raise a family, open a business, or develop a dream. From luxury listings to land, she can handle it all. She is the current leading producer, Nashville Realty Group. Contact Debbie Matthews Realtor at 615-476-3224. That's 615-476-3224. 
This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee. WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. So before we do anything else, as we're back with you on your Monday edition, Matt Dixon's got a point. Because I'm watching all these playoff games, right? I'm watching Michigan yesterday and, and Alabama. And we all know what Alabama's deal is this year, okay? Nick Saban's coach of the freaking your lifetime. To take a 9-3 and three team, and that's what they are, and to get them within one possession. Think about that now. One, one play, really. One possession of a national final appearance. Alabama's game all year was to hit the big play. People didn't believe me last week. speed. That's just not a good take. First of all, that league produces NFL players all the time. They produce defensive backs all the time. They produce wide receivers that are all over the NFL. That's not a good take. This is not 1992 anymore. That league is very good in terms of the amount of skill people. Now, you get past the first couple teams in that league, and that's a dreadful, dreadful conference. Like, you start talking about Iowa's offense yesterday, you can't say enough bad things about them. But that Michigan team, that's an elite college football team. That's what they are. They're elite. And they know what everybody else is going to do because they cheated, which I got time for in major college football, by the way. Because just when you just when it's legal to pay everybody, then I got to find new ways to cheat. I'm going to go spy. In a, I'm going to go and infiltrate sidelines. I'm going to go cheat. That, Hell, I'm going to go steal the signals of UNLV. I'm just going to go for it. You don't think the they knew last, what Alabama was doing yesterday? Play, the last play of that game is just so symbolic of, of going up against a team that knew what you were doing. It looked like Michigan just knew exactly what Alabama was doing there, and it had no chance. Amen. Well, they bot, the botch snap, it had no chance after that. Yeah, good for you, I don't Harbaugh. think it would have worked even with the botch snap. Tommy Reese Aroni. Here's the thing. To me, the key is, and I want Matt to expound on this, you want to play championship-level football? You're, you better have a secondary that's coached like a championship secondary. Those Michigan kids are looking back at the ball on every play. Those Iowa kids are looking back at the ball on every play. It's like a different game. And those Alabama guys had zero space. How many big pass plays, Matt, did Alabama hit yesterday in that game? And that's their game all year. Yeah, I don't. I'm not sure. That I don't think they hit a play. They didn't have time for for any because you know Miller was getting pressured. But you know Michigan's really got really good corners. I mean, even that Washington team last night. Um, now they're they're ranked like in the 120s in pass defense because largely because they've been ahead in every game mm-hmm. the teams mm-hmm. are throwing. Mm-hmm. But they make it. You have to make contested catches to win these elite playoff type games, and the, the secondary play between. The, the playoff caliber teams in Tennessee, the gap is just so wide. And I just, Tennessee doesn't have players and, and they're not, they're schemed. They play, they like that group of five, like a Mac team that doesn't have athletes and is scared of getting beat over the top. Like that's what Tennessee plays and coaches like in the secondary. And that's got to improve if Tennessee's going to take that next step from being what hopefully being just a playoff team to actually trying to win playoff games. You know, sometimes bowl games like that can mask other deficiencies that aren't addressed the way they should be. 
and you just kind of hope that at some point Heupel can make the necessary adjustments that need to be made well, down like, the line. Like we had a couple comes to well, staff. I don't know, Brian. We had a couple callers yesterday. The word is he's bringing everybody back, but who knows? We had a couple callers like, well, you know, the secondary took a step. No, they didn't. They didn't take any step forward yesterday. They played a team that couldn't throw the ball against air. I mean, that's cardio. That King Hill guy, are you kidding? Threw that ball into triple coverage? He looked like a guy making his first start. He looked like he looked like what Nico should have looked like yesterday. And Nico looked like what he should have looked like. It's crazy. Let's go to the phones. I do think the Vols have a golden opportunity in the next two years. I do think there's some spots they've got to shore up, and that secondary is one of them. Now, they are getting better, and they have been active in the portal, and they are adding new additions. The question is, do they have the right guys between Banks and uh, and Willie Mo to cook the, cook the meat? To uh, uh, you got the groceries now. Can they make a meal? Hello and welcome into our next call on a celebratory day where we're also putting the pedal down for 2024. Let's go, Tony. Good morning and happy New Year to you, my friend. Yeah, you too. And Matt Dixon, Happy New Year to you, my friend. Happy New Year to you, Bill. We're going to do this three times. And and Cheap Shot Hartman, Happy New Year to you, my Where's friend. the third? Happy New Year, Titansville. Yeah. So what did what did you all see yesterday? Nico Mania. That's what you saw yesterday. It's running wild, isn't it, Bill? Is it running wild in your house, Nicomania? Nicomania, yeah. And another thing, Brian, Michigan is going to win that game. They're going to win the Natty. They sure are. And then after that, after they win that game, Mister Harbaugh is going to be is going to be giving a nice little audio. Exactly what's going to happen. University of Michigan. That's exactly what's going to happen. He's gonna, and he's going to go into the, the National Football League. And where's he going, That's, Bill? Tell him where he's going, because I'm going to tell you where he's going. Where's he going, Bill? I'm going to make a prediction. I'm going to say he's going to go to the Las Vegas Raiders. Nope. He's going to go to the San Diego Chargers, where he was at San Diego State, even though they're now in L.A. And he's going to team with that young quarterback and finally and finally give him some tutelage that he deserves, unlike that goofball that came off of uh, Dooley's staff. That goofy Staley guy, what a freaking goofball. Talk about a guy that wasted food. Did your mom and, used to uh, tell you when you were a kid, Bill, we don't waste food? Uh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. My dad would always say to me, waste not, want not. Bum. And he all we were always he raised he raised the three of us to clean up our plates. Mm-hmm. And I don't believe in wasting food. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just like when I'm eating pizza with somebody and they don't eat the crust. I'm concerned about those people. Brian, do you eat the crust? Yeah, I eat the crust for sure. Thank you. Matt Dixon, you're eating pizza. You eat the crust? 
Yes, I'll eat the crust. All right, I'm just asking. It's, it's like Bill, bread. You, it's Bill, do you eat the crust? Yes, I do. Okay. When we I were, certainly do. When we were kids, me and Laura used to go, and there was a guy at UT, and those of you who were at UT at the time, we had a, we had a Mr. Gaddy's on campus, those pizza places, you know? I'm not even sure. Are they still around, the Mr. Gaddy's? Yeah, there's one in, there's one, one in halls, I think. Uh, that figures. Anyway, so Mr. Gaddy's, uh, Mr. Gaddy, no offense to Halls, Mr. Gaddy's, there was a dude who used to have a Cincinnati Reds hat. Maybe he's listening right now. Late 80s. Matt, this guy had one of these like Buddha belly deals where he was kind of a smallish guy, but boy, he sat down and he would take systematically, we'd watch him eat. If I had a cell phone back then, we'd have been all snapping photos of this dude. He, Matt, this guy would eat 35, 40 pieces of pizza, and you know how you knew it? He would take his crust and align them on his table like they were, I don't know, pelts, notches on a belt, whatever term you want to use. And for those of you that remember that dude from Mr. Gaddy's back in the day, he had a Cincinnati red hat on. Sir, wherever you are right now, caduce to you. Caduce to you, and this Maalox is for you. Matt, this guy would sit there. Picture this now. And he would do them in like rows of eight. So you could count from across the room how many pieces. Of, and he'd have like five rows of eight crossed, Matt. I'm not kidding you. Cincinnati Reds hat. He looked like Rick Nielsen, the, the uh, guitar player from Cheap Trick. Had a great belly on him. Never eat the crust. Take, you know, take a risk here and say that he's no longer with us based on his eating habits. He he never ate the crust. Well, yeah, you got to watch the, I guess, watching the carbs. Probably, probably drink Diet Coke, too. He never ate the crust. He never ate the crust. Who's the, uh, he's, he, he's having who, uh, a pizza eating contest with Roger in heaven right now. He never ate the crust. You know, uh, who's the guy who would, Chew up the pizza just to get the taste, but he wouldn't swallow it watching his Gabe calories. Kapler. Gabe Kapler eats, uh, <laughs> eats, uh, he told the Philadelphia media, he said, I'm carb conscious. And they were like, huh? Imagine telling the Philadelphia media you're carb conscious. And then he said, I eat my dessert and I'll taste it, but I spit it out. Lord. <laughs> Good Lord. Did he belong out there? That's like That sounds like uh, somebody in Southern California, in San Francisco, or what, man? What a goofball. I Bill, mean, do you have anything else on your alleged mind today? Yes. A message for Nick Saban. I'm going to pull a John Cougar Mellencamp on you. And your walls are cut tumbling down. And your walls are tumbling, tumbling. Wow. And your walls Crumbling, 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 I had to end this call there because it's art. That's high art, what he just did. Hello and welcome into our next call. Yo, from one Hoosier to another Mellon Camp, Hoosier Ball Run. There you go. And he's from Seymour, Indiana, my friend. That's right. Southern yep. Indiana. I'm from Eastern. He's from Southern. Southern Read a great book yeah. about Mellon Camp. He would... Um, he would his guys when they were making an album Kenny Aronoff and those guys would all be seen up around Bloomington all the time and he would make them come and they would woodshed he would write those songs and they would sit there 
for like six months before they recorded an album and just play them and play them and play them until guys came up with like cool parts and yeah. the stuff they came up with. And I'm for Mellencamp. Him and uh, Meg Ryan would come to IU basketball games a uh, fair amount. I uh, haven't seen them there in a while, but... Uh... Also, Philly connection, Doc Rivers' son, Jeremiah, I believe, I can't remember, played for IU, but he wasn't very good. But Doc would uh, come to IU games when I was there. We were terrible. That was the only fun part of Boom. Was seeing Doc Rivers there every once in a while and occasionally Mellon Camp and Beck. But uh, on to more important things. I'm with you guys on the wide house. Let me throw a name out there. Is it a lock that this uh, Murphy, uh, the kid, from Texas is going to Ohio State. Is that a lock? Or no. Up in the air? No, it's not a lock. Why don't we keep a space open for Carnell Tate and say, Carnell, are you sure? Because if, let me tell you, they scored three points against Missouri. That looked awful. They If they don't land a fish, why wouldn't he come here? That's the name I'm a little more interested in. I'll take this Stewart kid, and if he gets goofy, then go back to squirrel. How about Carnell Tate, part two, You see, what I would try to do. You see, when you're Tennessee right now, that's a spot you're in. You're dealing from a position of power. People would say, well, that's an absolutely ridiculous thing to suggest, that you could so. pull a wide receiver. Matt, I don't think that's a ridiculous thing after seeing Nico yesterday. I don't think that's a ridiculous thing at all to Carnell Tate. No, and that that's a, a kid you were in on pretty heavily. You probably finished second yeah. for um, you already have a relationship with him and, and whoever is, is kind of influences of, of him. So, yeah, if he, if he would enter the portal, I would ho- – hopefully Tennessee's already made some back channel, you know, com- yeah, you know communication there. It's a really don't good thought. Because here's what I saw. I watched that game because I hate the Buckeyes. I hate them almost as much as I hate Alabama and yep. Florida yep. and laughed my head off that night. I The closest pass Carnell got – was a wide receiver trick play or something like that. Because when that – they looked like uh, the Niners when they ran out of quarterbacks <laughs> that game. So that's what I would do. My other – let's see what your guys' thoughts on this. I heard something about a big old, thick, strong guy from Purdue who had 10 sacks, and he looks like a really good athlete. I just trust Rodney Garner. I'd spend more money on a linebacker because that's – more deficient, in my opinion. What are your guys' thoughts? Well, the good thing is for Tennessee's, well, not good thing, but from your perspective, the thing that you've got to see is that um, that kid wasn't interested in Tennessee. He, he's moved down okay. the road, so you don't have to worry about that, which some fans are going to go, well, can't believe you couldn't get a guy from uh, Purdue to come join the deal, but, you know, that's that's kind of where we're at. On that day. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I, I don't know that I would, I, unless Jared Burst is walking through that door, I trust Rodney Garner to coach up. I thought Tyree West had a, an amazing ball game very, yesterday. Very good game. Very good game. So I'm not think, worried about uh, that. I'm worried about I don't that. think Tyler Barron will be missed too much. Uh, well, not if not if that West kid, if that's any indication the way he played. Well, what worried me was when that backup uh uh, oh yeah, you know he looked like a a farm boy like me from the Midwest, yep. getting eight yards on a scramble, and I'm like, guys. What he showed you though is that why good. Tennessee needs linebackers because <laughs> as soon as he comes into the yeah. game, the, Tennessee's just lack of ang- angles at that position was on full display because it was the field was wow. wide open. 
Well, let, let's take some risk, Coach Heupel. He ain't listening, but let's take some risk. Let's take a risk on Stewart. Let's take a risk on Tate. Let's find a linebacker and get rid of Willie Moe. Don't think like Mark Rick. Think like Kirby. So that's my thought. Did Mark, didn't uh, Mark Rick let Willie Moe go, though, Matt? Oh, God, don't. Yeah, I, don't. I believe uh, Willie Moe and, and John Janitors were the only two coaches that he ever fired. Yeah, that's right. Let the record oh, show Lord. that Mark Rick fired him. That's well, correct. All the more. Thank you, brother. Good talking to you, Ryan. Happy New Year to you, man. May your Hoosiers, your Hoosiers, end up in the Final Four with our Vols this year. we got to break it out right now. Indiana going to make the tournament? No. <laughs> but by the time we get to Phoenix, Ricky Boy Barnes. For another coach. By the way. Well, they, better, they better not hire our guy down there at Florida Atlantic. Tennessee basketball. Overdrive. Overtime. Tonight, Garza Law presents it. It follows Tennessee's game tonight with Tarleton State. Who we have tonight, Brian? It's Norfolk State. Norfolk State. State. My bad. Let's go back to our TLD Logistics phone line. So I want to remind Norfolk you. State, their claim to fame is they were a 15 seed that beat Missouri and Kim English that year. I got engaged up there, Norfolk, Virginia. Never forget it as long as I live. Neither will my lovely wife. She rues the day. Probably every day she gets off. Hello and welcome into our next call. Hey, Tony. Happy New Year, buddy. And a happy, happy New, New Year, Year to everybody. you. Happy New Year to you. Thanks, man. Hey, um, boy, boy, you're right. It was uh, just amazing. His level of understanding, feel, how quick he is in, in that frame is just it doesn't. It, it doesn't make sense. There was a time he was running to the sideline, and mm-hmm. Iowa had like three guys had a beat on him, and he he shifted and cut back inside. One of them made the other guy miss, and got like three more yards. Got to the sticks. Uh, it was right before his second touchdown run. Just some of the stuff he does. The, the the play where he rolled out to the right and threw the back shoulder to Keaton. Just feel, feel. It, it's stupid. That's oh, crazy it's so how good he's going to be. He oh, it's going to be unbelievable. It's so because the numbers don't say, like uh, the numbers yesterday, if you're a college football fan and you're going, oh, well, the kid from Tennessee, I mean, he hadn't, you know, that was okay. Whatever. He's a freshman. Yeah. Way two people see this guy. Wow. And you put some players around him. Wow. Yep. Well, I mean, if the shovel pass gets caught by Samson, that's probably another 50 yards and a touchdown because, I mean, it was a walk-in for Samson. We had them. We we had them with that play. That's another touchdown pass he throws. And if Keaton does continues to run he runs under a perfectly thrown deep ball it's unreal and it's two more touchdowns i mean his his numbers just on those two plays could have been ridiculous another hundred yards and two more touchdowns but and you could have put a 49 burger up on iowa 49 burger with your two defensive scores you know uh, how many quarterbacks did keaton play with while he was here at tennessee probably a half dozen (laughs) so funny bro close close um, is James Pierce our best? I mean, he's been here that long. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Did you hear, Rusty, go ahead. Did, did you hear my question? Uh, no. Is James Pierce our best safety? Brian's in hyperspace. Uh, um, he, probably, he probably could be. Yeah. Is there a position? He's about, he's about as fast as our safety. James Pierce. That's what I'm saying. Could he play tight end tomorrow, looking at him? Yeah. Like tomorrow? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. 
We, he could, we, we could definitely go in a goal line package and, and, and put him at H-back or tight end for sure. You think oh, those like, slow uh, white dudes on Iowa's offense were going, oh, man, my kids are going to see yeah. this film one day. Look at this guy running past me. I wonder if you're, those guys are – because everything's televised. Oh, yeah. man, I'm going to be and, on a highlight video someday. He's running down the football field with that ball in his hand. It looks like he's got a wiffle ball in his hand. Yep. Yeah. What are um, the chances the night of the NFL draft – uh, in a in like fifteen months, guys, that that piece of videotape is all over the NFL Network and ESPN. I would say that's a one hundred percent chance that film shown. No, that and the, and the strip sack and the strip sack, like yeah, a literal highlight highlight video day for him. You know, yeah. we're actually on the right side of those highlights now, as opposed to the other side of them. Interesting, Brian. Interesting. You know, how, it's <laughs> amazing how that split. Interesting. I think Dixie's right on the the, the situation. I, I'm 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 leaning. We need more help in the secondary. We need more help at linebacker. That's what I want to focus on the portal. But if you can get Carnell Tate, that's a great one. If you can get the story, if you can get a number like head and shoulders can't miss guy at receiver, go get him. But um, I mean, we Jalen Hyatt going into his Bolitnikoff year had done nothing at Tennessee for two years. I mean, he'd been mediocre and didn't play hooker's first year as the quarterback in, in you know hopple's first year there, there's chances that guys on campus are going to be pretty daggone good going forward um really i, I don't yeah, see and, that and at think, all and I, I, I look at Cedric Cend- tillman had like six catches in three years yeah i don't see that i mean you guys are right maybe lightning strikes twice i'm going for short things i just don't see it i don't no, see guys and, that have ball skills well, i don't see guys that are strong around the football those guys who played this year are string beans. I'm, I'm, I'm not, you know, it is what it is. No, I'm, with you. You, I'm, with, I'm with you on that. These opportunities don't grow on trees, here. guys. They just don't. No, I get you. Like I said, go get a number. Go get the number one if they're, if they're out there. And I think we will see the two freshmen play. Yeah. Squirrel played a bunch of the, the squirrel played a bunch of the true freshmen. Mm-hmm. Even with Jalen Hyatt and Keaton and and Tillman and Brew all there, Squirrel got a bunch of run as a freshman. And these two freshmen that are on campus, they're much more talented than Squirrel was as a freshman. Those guys are going to those guys are going to be on the field way more than he was that year. I'm glad you're I'm glad you're positive of that. I mean, Carter played played a ton as a freshman. Taylor yep. played a ton as a freshman. They're going to if the freshmen can play, they're going to play. Out of necessity, those guys played. They didn't have any bodies. Everybody got hurt. That's kind of a different deal, Rusty. Yeah, yeah that's fair. That's fair. You know, in a crowded wide receiving core, in a crowded wide receiving core, chances are the freshmen are going to sit and watch in a crowded wide, unless they're great. And they have to be very, like, unbelievable to get in Hypel's rotation, as we've seen. Like I said, Squirrel did, and I think they're both better than Squirrel. And Squirrel was in a crowded wide receiver rotation. It's interesting about uh, Squirrel. That's an interesting deal. He's he's interesting. Squirrel, Squirrel, after his sophomore year, has done ten times what Jalen Hyatt had done through his sophomore year. Mm-hmm. It's funny, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Secondary scares the crap out of me next year. That's that's where I worry about us big time, and and I don't worry about us at the corner position with that coach nearly as much as I do with the uh, the safeties coach. And we all know who the safeties coach is. I'll I'll leave it at that. That's your DC. Uh huh. 
Boy, that'd be a shame to have I mean, Mike Allen. We, we, we played a true. We started the true freshman at corner yesterday. <sighs> It'd be a shame to waste it, man. <clears throat> I know. Thank you, thank you, brother. Good talking to you. I, I, I be good. Yeah, you too. I, I sense. My sense is this guy is so good. Like Penix, it isn't going to matter. That Penix guy. I mean, Matt is Washington secondary any good? Or is Penix just out there balling out? Which one? Uh, well, Penix is balling out, and their secondary is not not great. They're better than their numbers, but they've got one or two guys who can who can cover. I mean, they they were they they were they left their guys on islands there those last drives against Texas's receivers who might they might have the best passing game in the country, mm-hmm. or besides Washington, and they they were, had those guys on islands and they were defending passes, which is pretty damn good. That's really impressive. You know, I think uh, Washington has a great chance. I just don't think Alabama's passing game just isn't what Washington is. Uh, Michigan's going to win the national championship. We're going to come back on the other side. They're the best team in college football. People, are you a Michigan fan? No. They're just better than everybody. And that coach is going to go to the NFL when it's over. He's going to take his championship and... He's gonna walk off into the sunset, and that's the way it's gonna. And by the way, these were that those were SEC Big Ten playoff matchups. You get used to that because that's what it's gonna be in the semifinals. I mean, you, you think a team out of the ACC is gonna contend for that? Think about it. Who is who? Who out of that league is gonna rise to that level? You think Clemson's gonna do that with no not taking transfers? Clemson was great under the old system because they had an NIL program. And, and people around here know what I'm talking about. They had an NIL program before NIL. He doesn't like it because now the field's level. Now you have to take care of the guys before they get to campus, not once they get on campus. And Dabo doesn't like that. I'm speaking the truth to you. And he's not going to do the he's not going to do the transfer portal. It's really weird. Can just walk off a cliff to prove a point? I mean, they haven't got anybody in the port. What are they doing? There's no way. You can just go ahead and erase them. Florida State, they loaded it up for one year. I mean, you buying DJ? DJ chart next year, they're back in? I don't know. I don't think so. I'm looking at their league. I'm just kind of going, okay. That's right. The fun thing about this Tennessee experience, right? Well, God, we're way over time. Let me do this. Hour two. This is Coach Trader's Golf from Columbia Central High School Football. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. 
American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. This is Trey Adcock with Dixie Equipment Sales and Rental. We sell ASV and Wacker Noisen equipment. We also rent a wide variety of compact equipment in the Middle Tennessee area. Come see us. We are located in Columbia, Tennessee at 200 East 16th Street. You can call us at 615-969-0118 or visit our website at www.dixiediesel.com. We have been in business for over 42 years and we would love to help you turn your project into reality. The traditional first-year anniversary gift is paper. Yay! Envelopes. The traditional 10-year anniversary gift is tin or aluminum. Are there sardines in here? And the 20-year anniversary gift is the chance to win up to a million dollars. Now that's what I'm talking about. It's our anniversary, but we thought about what you'd want. The new 20th anniversary Jumbo Bucks Instant Games from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. And now for today's winning cash three and cash four numbers from the Tennessee Lottery. The first number is the number you just thought of. The second number is the number you would have picked. The third number is the day of your wedding anniversary. And the fourth number They're only lucky numbers if you decide to play them. Cash three and cash four only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. 
This is Delph Kennedy. Today I'm at Foodland in downtown Columbia, Tennessee. It's a fantastic grocery store with a reputation for the best meat department in Murray County. Guys who grill come to Foodland. I'm talking to Miles Johnson, who's your local grocer. He's going to talk about the weekly specials at Foodland this week. Yes, sir. This week we have the weekly ad that includes T-bone steak for $4.99 a pound, iceberg lettuce $1.49 a pound, Food Club Black Eyed Peas, two for a dollar, Nestle 24-pack water, three for 12, and Coca-Cola 12-packs, two for 11. And as always, these specials run until next Wednesday, correct? Correct. Okay, folks, come to Foodland. Del Kennedy of Foodland with Miles Johnson, your local grocer. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. TB back with you as we welcome you back on the one, the only. It is your Basilio uh, show. It's hour number two. little late, are we, getting into hour number two? I uh, got a little long-winded there, as I want to do from time to time or all the time, but let's go back to our phones. As we are celebrating... The dawning of a new season, the dawning of 2024, the dawning of an extremely fun time, the dawning of where we are. And we'll go to our phones. 865-200-5402 if you want to get in with us. Jalen McMurray, who entered the transfer portal back on the 27th of December, has ties to our defensive coordinator is supposed to be visiting tomorrow. He is from um, University of Temple, a.k.a. Temple University, second-team freshman All-America, 49 tackles, an interception back in 2022, This year, he earned a single digit again, which in Temple parlance, their better players wear single digits. 38 tackles, second season as a starter, and he had a really nice season. And um, so Tennessee looking to add, and he's a cornerback, natural corner. To the phones we go. He said the following, entering the portal, then we'll go to the phones. It's been an honor for me to play the game I love while attending a stellar institution like Temple. The entire coaching staff, support staff, my professors have been top-notch. They've poured into me in ways that will carry me forward as a man for the rest of my life. He's a Zag from Gonzaga High School up in Washington, D.C. and So Tennessee involved with McMurray. Let's go to the phones. And get our next call in. And the advantage Tennessee has, once again, just to reiterate a point we were making last week, is that the way the calendar is set up, there's a mini-term going on. Tennessee figured this out in COVID times. But there's a mini-term going on right now. It doesn't end until here in like a week and a half, which means that the semester does not begin until like the 23rd of January, which is about a week and a half later than most, which means you have another two weeks after that 
in which to work to get people onto your campus, which means that Tennessee invariably could be adding players into the early part of Valentine's, which is kind of incredible. But let's go to the phones, and we'll get our next call in. Hello and welcome. Hey, Tony. How you doing? Hey, welcome in. Hey, man. What, uh, what a great day of college football was today. Oh, my gosh. You make it down to the bowl game? Uh, no, nah, not that this year. Not this year. Go for you. Go for you. You got taste. Yeah. I'll watch uh, Iowa play. Yeah, that was pretty horrendous. I ain't freaking to see that band. That would be no, pretty bad. No, 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 no. And you live like an hour and a half away, and you weren't going to go. Uh, the attendance yeah. to that thing. Matt, I was shocked, guys. Let's just say this out loud. We had a bunch of fans there, and, and great on our fan base. Do these bowl games care about the number of people that are coming to these games? That Wisconsin-Iowa game looked like it was played in front of a bomb threat. I don't know if you saw that, Zakai, right in your backyard. We had 100 people at that game. Yeah, uh, you talking about the LSU one? Yeah, LSU and Wisconsin. That's what I meant. It looked like they had a hundred people there in Jacksonville. Uh, No, that's the that's the uh, that's the uh, tax rate bogey thing. That's the Kentucky versus Clemson. Oh, I'm sorry. That that was well attended because the Clemson people show up. Yeah, but the. uh, the uh, LSU game, we went there when Tennessee played Northwestern. That thing was still to the brim. That was that was a few years ago. Oh yeah. So so I guess uh, you know I, I guess they use both because I mean even with Tennessee fans, I was expecting it to be sell sold out, and it still didn't look like it was really that many people in there for that uh, for the Citrus uh, Bowl. I think that Wisconsin game, Brian, that was played in Tampa. Is that where that was? I thought that was a Jackson. That was a Tampa game. The uh, yeah they played. Uh, Iowa the first time in Indiana in Jacksonville, and they played Wisconsin. The no, only I mean, time they played them was I mean, in yes, Yesterday's LSU Wisconsin game was played where? LSU was that was played in Tampa. There was fifty people at that game. That when they kicked that one field goal, and there was nobody in the end zone, and then our game yesterday had like the upper decks roped off, and there was yeah, yeah, it was wild. I mean, I guess they don't care anymore. I guess uh, they don't care about a ten. I don't know. But, yeah, um, it's, it's sure. eyes on the television is what they yeah. what they're getting. But uh, the go, teams, ahead, uh, go, go, to go back to the, the performance we saw yesterday from Nico. Uh, it, you know, I like I said I don't want to put too much on it because I don't want to be disappointed coming into next year. But the game I'm looking at next year, and if both teams do what they're supposed to do by the time it gets there, is that to the Oklahoma game at Norman that should be probably. Cool. That's going to be, I mean, this is probably pretty much, I, mean, I don't want to put too much yeast on it, but it's probably, I think it's going to have as much hype as that Tennessee-Alabama game the year before. It's going to define the if season for more. both teams. The ironic thing is Tennessee plays Florida now, middle of October, and that's like another, and I don't want to say this, okay, out loud, don't take this the wrong way, it's like another game on the schedule. That Oklahoma game is right in the spot where the Florida game used to be which was a definitive football game. But the thing that the thing that you're right about, Zakai, is that by that point, Tennessee will get a pretty good idea of the club they have because the tester for them is in week two with North Carolina State, who they've done okay in the portal. North Carolina State, we had a guy on a couple weeks back. Their goal is a 10-win season uh, next year. 
and they are thinking of themselves as a potential playoff team out of the ACC, and more power to them. That's what this 12-team playoff does. It allows a lot of people to dream. But that Oklahoma game, Zakai, if the Vols get through that NC State game, which I suspect they will, is going to be the hype around that thing is going to be freaking insane, man. Insane. Yeah, the quarterback, you know, he made some mistakes, but he, he's going to be he a, he's, he's be a problem. He, he can play. Be a problem. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so like you said, like you said we, hopefully Nico gets some film in and get some word from Mr. States to throw the ball away. You know, that was one thing I did see. He didn't, he didn't like throw the ball away. But, I mean, that's pretty much the only blemish I can really see on him as of right now. You know, we, we still got to get some more tape on him and some more action. But as far as right now, he like he's going to be a pretty good player. The compare the comp I have to him. You're too young for this, but he just reminds me of Randall Cunningham in the biggest with that long, angular body he has, the ability to escape those wiggly legs, long strides, and then the ability just to pull up and let the ball go with a quick release, just let it rip. Wow, man, what a scary prospect that guy is. But don't you kind of got to feel bad for the Iowa fans because you know I was in, I was in their uh, in their uh, in their R three their kind of their rivals thing their message board I just wanted to be nosy see what they were saying and then before the game I mean it pretty much changed what everybody else was saying like he, their defense was going to pretty much force a turnover that they were going to play slow they were going to do this and that but as soon as the game kicked off I mean because I think they what they had thought was. Because, of course, they're from the outside looking in. They saw a whole bunch of DB transfers. They saw a whole bunch of um, missing key players and stuff like that. So they thought, I guess, that the, the people that we lost was going to affect us when really, I mean, it didn't really do much for It didn't do much as far as affecting our performance. That I guess they thought, you know, they were going to, you know, rattle a young quarterback and things like that. But <laughs> their quarterback is, I think they'll take Joe Mitchell in a heartbeat. Oh my gosh! They would take anybody in a heart. They, that offense, in my in my time of watching college football, look the thing that happened to Ohio State, the thing that happened to Florida State, the thing that happened to Florida last year, the thing that happened to Syracuse this year, the thing that happened to Kentucky last year. When you have all those opt outs, fine. Matt, that quarterback out there for Iowa yesterday had like thirty starts. That guy's not an opt out quarterback. It's one thing to have an opt-out quarterback, Matt, and and then you're left with what you're left with. That kid was their starter, Matt. Well, he, he became the starter, you know, like the fifth game of the season. Yeah, he, and he's been he's been awful all year. Horrible. They just, yeah, it's it's. I don't know how they won ten games. Is really amazing. Amazing is a good word I, in any league. Oh, their their schedule, their schedule. Yeah, even then. Even then, when you can only score 15 points a game. That's right. You know, all it takes is one or two plays and you get beat. Defensively, they were amazing against Nebraska. Those guys played so freaking hard. And let me say this, uh, Zakai, you got me on this, talking about just these bowl bowl games. That Ohio State defense here tonight, the way they competed against Missouri, kudos to those guys. Because they knew going out there, we're just an opponent in this game. And they... Played so hard, they took that burden guy totally out of that game. You want to talk about the power of having some pretty good players on defense? That Ohio State bunch, uh, y'all, defensively nosed up on Iowa. 
or on uh, Missouri the other night. They, they really stretched them until, uh, obviously, Missouri eventually was going to pop them. But, but you're right, Zakai. That Iowa bunch, what, so in their boards, I can't imagine what they're saying. Well, they were really, they were really, like I said, of course, I'm not, I'm not in the scoop or nothing like that, but they were really, I don't know who their offensive coordinator is, but whoever that guy is, they want to go ASAP. Well, they already fired, they already fired the, they already fired the coach's son, who was their offensive coordinator. So they're working with an interim guy, but the the problem Iowa has is. No, he was with them through the season. As long as you have that head coach, Matt. Oh, so yeah, he finished. But as but he was as long as you have that head coach, that's the offense you're going to have. Because the two guys he's looking at, Paul Christ and another one, they play the game the exact same way. That's how they want to play. But again, they they play that way. That I think that's Iowa's only path to winning eight to ten games a year is playing that way. I mean, obviously, you would like to be better offensively and be able to score and move the ball, but they need to play that grinded out, you know make the other team play their slow-down conservative game, that's their only way to to beat teams because even though they do develop talent a lot better than they're recruiting, they just don't have the talent to win eight to ten games a year in the Big Ten. It's really a miracle that he's done as well as he has there. Yeah, it is true. But I actually want to get to a swing opinion because you were right. I was kind of I was kind of down to your opinion when it came to Michigan and Alabama because I just thought, you know, oh, Nick Saban was going to come through like he pretty much always does, but I really think I've ever seen Alabama just get out physical the way they, you know, I understand the speed and everything, but it just seemed like they were just getting pretty much dominated, and the fact that they stayed in the game was surprising to me, but it, to me, the whole game, it felt like they were just getting dominated, pushed back. They weren't getting no yards after catches. They weren't nope. getting, it just felt like they, it just felt like they weren't, they weren't supposed to win that game, which they didn't, thank God. But it just felt like I had never seen, well, I probably have, but I just, I just really never seen Nick Saban get dominated like that. No, we had several thousand people with us because the last hour of our show just became a watch along. And for the last 20, 30 minutes or so, we didn't take a call because everybody's, you know, dialed into that thing. We're all college football fans. And that was one incredible, like a game of the year candidate, college football yeah. game. That was a heavyweight street fight game, great chess match. The thing about Michigan people don't understand is. That secondary, they got NFL players in their secondary. That that whole team speed narrative. Um, and I pushed back on Sean yesterday when he was talking about that. They're very, they're very good. I mean, I didn't, don't confuse Iowa with that Michigan bunch. That Michigan bunch, that Michigan bunch has one of the has literally. They're gonna. I think they're cutting the nets down. I really do. And you know what? They cheated. They deserve to cut the nets down. That Connor Stallions thing, Matt. They deserve to, if you're going to do all that, Matt, if you're going to cheat against UNLV, you deserve to cut the nets down in 2024. That's, that's what I said when, when all this broke. I hope they win it all. That'd be, I, I respect the hell out of them. Yes. Because Harbaugh, Harbaugh was about to get fired. Exactly. Like, if you remember that COVID year, they were awful and Ohio State was going to beat the hell out of them and they were probably going to fire him, but they, they, you know, got the game canceled because they said they had COVID. Otherwise, Harbaugh probably gets fired after that season, and he's lost like four games in three years since then. Since the scheme. It just means – hey, Houston Astro fan, it just means more. Sankey better change his slogan because it means everything to those Michigan people. This is all the uh, teams playing for championships in the FBS and our level are off in the north. 
Michigan, Washington, South Dakota State, Montana. Huh? All the teams playing for titles are up north now. No southern teams in the FCS or the FBS championship games. God. You're my man. So, Kai, anything else for us? I'm just saying, I was. Guys are excited for the championship game. Uh, people, I mean, people are down in Washington with that all explosive offense, but they, they're dynamic. So, I just can't wait to see that game, man. I have a good one. Kai, you're my man. That guy's like uh, 17 years old. Moving right to left across your dial. Sakai, I'd love to talk like Sakai just one time in my life. Talk like Sakai. Let's go back to our phones. I'm feeling a little silly today. I'm a little punch drunk. I fell asleep watching that second half of that game last night. I asked Matt and Brian this morning to download me because I didn't see uh, the ESPN thing. I just kind of woke up, and here we are. I conked out last night. We went about five, five, a little over five last night on Garza Law fifth quarter fan reaction tonight. As soon as Tennessee basketball ends, uh, we'll be on with you live after that game. Garza Law, Tennessee basketball overtime, and after each and every Tennessee basketball game. And Bino will be in here after select games for Lady Vol basketball overtime presented by your Garza Law firm. We need a slogan for Nico where you need to do that. Um, Brian, back in the day, we had Butch Please that a goofball host came up with in town. Maybe um, someone could call, what's his name, at one of his pay phones and just say, Nico. I'm a believer. Nico Cinco. I'm, I'm leaning toward I'm a believer, Matt Dixon, or hashtag Nico Ken. I like post game when Hypo said he's going to start showing Nico some of his film from, from Oklahoma to show him what a, what a great quarterback looks like. And Nico, Nico said, how am I supposed to watch it? It's in black and white. <laughs> which is a great a great line. You could they have, obviously have a really good relationship, which is something that I don't think we've talked we've talked all about Nico not playing, but their relationship yeah. seems fine. You know, yeah. everything's cool. You know, two other five star quarterbacks have already transferred out from where they were at. Like I think Heupel's handled the thing with Nico extremely well. And you've got to showcase him at the end of the year, and you have this kind of, I, it's almost like an unlimited like excitement level and potential. Like, we haven't seen the warts of Nico yet. That's right. We're in the honeymoon period. People are like, oh, man, you guys are like worshiping. I'm not worshiping anybody. I worship God. But I was extremely high on what I saw yesterday. This guy's not going to be perfect. But I'll tell you this. There's not a quarterback in the country I'd trade for him right now, knowing that I have him for two years. How about you? That was insane how good that kid's going to be. He's got to develop. He's got to do the work, which I think he will. And he's got a guy that's going to um, take him under wings, and I think they're going to do great things with him. Question is, is he going to have enough team around him? Matt said Tennessee. I'm not put words in Matt's mouth, but Matt just said that Tennessee's approach to uh, the way they play their secondary with that zone is G5 stuff. And he thinks they better get away from the G5 stuff if we want to get a playoff uh, 
appearance in the next couple of years. Matt, am I putting words in your mouth, or is that what you said? No, that's what that's what I said. Okay. Our, our secondary play is not not good enough to to win big games. Nor is the time. approach. Nor is the approach. Let's no, just say nor it. is the approach. Okay, which, and that's yeah. that's the problem. Problem's not your talent; it's your approach. But uh, BC Brian Campbell says, "How about Nico Suave?" Back to the phones we go. I like that, Brian. I might I like use that to, for Tony I like Balls. To call it a pay phone and say, "Nico weirdo," and hang up. Back to our phones we go. Hello and welcome in. Hey, Tom. Yo. Um, I would love. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not worried at all about our receiver group. Um, I mean, this. What I, everything I've read and seen on these these wide these freshman wide receivers, yep. they're looking really good. Sure, they I always do in those games. They always look. They always look good in those games. Uh, well, I got one question for you, Ben. Do you want to cut in like that? You tell me poor Jalen Hyatt would be right now if he had to play through Milton and not Hooker. Boy, that's a great point. I, I, I think you're judging these wide receivers and ain't giving them a fair shake. You know, I know they played with Nico yesterday, but let's give them a year under Nico. Let's give Squirrel White one solid year with Nico, and let's see where he's at. I but, mean, but see, I would not. Do I would not be. Would not. Absolutely, would not be in the NFL. You're exactly right. Doing what you're doing, though, you're gonna you're going to spend a year uh, that you don't have to spend. Is my argument with you? But I, well, I listen. But, I will agree a hundred percent, and I mean to cut in on you. I'm sorry, but but yeah, do, do, but you do make a great point in that Tillman and the other guy were both. I'm not going to say they were products of the system because those are both ta- really talented guys, obviously. But you are right. Jalen Hyatt went from and, – and really, if that injury didn't happen, would we know Jalen Hyatt's name? If Tillman didn't get hurt, would we? Would Hyatt have done – Hyatt won the first Blitnikoff Award literally like out of nowhere. I mean, you've got a great point. I, and, and it looked like that offense yesterday. It did look like that offense. So you you might be right. I'll, I'll say that to you. That that. I mean, we've we've got the what, the holding stays, and we got you know Braswell, Brazel. Yep. Um, I, I, and then we got Matthews. I mean, I honestly believe. I mean, we got other issues more important than than I think this offense is all right. All right, I mean, such as what would you do? Where would you take? What would you take the the rest of the money? What would you do? I, I think we need to put it in linebackers and, and DB. Is what I feel like. I'm with Rusty. I feel like Rusty. In my opinion, Rusty's probably the best caller that I've listed on the show. Oh, my gosh. You haven't listened enough. I'm telling you, he has a good point. He is a vat of misinformation. I'll say this, though, for your point. um, You guys could be right about this whole wide receiver thing. The thing about Squirrel White is he is a third option on a college football team. That's what he is. He's a pretty good third option. Um, He's not a front-line guy. You still need somebody that's going to take top off of defense. And they're trying to talk McCoy back into the boat, which I'm on the, I'm going to go under the assumption that McCoy comes back. Cause I don't, I look at him. Do you see him as an NFL player? If that's his aspiration, I just don't see that. I think if, if, if McCoy comes back with Nico, he's got a better chance in the NFL than he does. I, I agree right with now. that. I agree with that. And you might even toy around with making him. Somebody mentioned this yesterday. You might even toy around with making him sort of uh, one of those hybrid guys that you could play a little bit at tight end, even. Yeah, 
I'll say this. I mean, yeah. you were the first. You were the first one to make this point because I was on the building train after the Orange Bowl. Yeah, and you were the first one, Tony. You were the first one. You brought it to everybody's attention. You better pump the brakes on this Milton guy. And look what happened. You was, well, you was 100% right. I'm not pumping the brakes on Nico, though. I'm telling you right now, brother. My train's going a million miles an hour on Nico. My, my thing about the, the Milton thing is, one thing you're getting out of me, like you and I just had a contentious moment there a few minutes ago where you were kind of clapping out, I was clapping at you. I respect people that bring fact-based arguments to the table like you just did. And I'm, I'm not afraid to say to you, you make a good point on what did those guys look like with Joe Milton versus what did they look like with Hendon Hooker, the, the, the two guys that are now in the NFL I'm talking about. And so there could be some unmined gold sitting on that campus. So I'm, I'm, I'm not afraid to say that out loud. You, you make a great and, point. And I've got, um, I mean, this Dylan Sampson is, I yeah. mean, he's, He's dynamic and everything, but I'm with you on that. He he better clean up his run, his, his blocking, or, or we don't need Nico getting taken shots. Get he better clean up the block. Yeah, you're gonna get. First of all, Nico's a spindly little guy, and you do not want one of these big middle linebackers. People are like, I had an email from a guy. You guys are really hard on those running backs. Hey, listen, you got to block. Yeah, you got to I mean, block. At this level, you don't block. You don't play. I mean, it's pretty simple. If he chips that guy last yesterday, if he chips that guy and then catches the screen, I mean, he's still running. You of know, course. you got to chip him. you got to chip him or you're going to get your quarterback killed. He didn't want to bother, though, is what it looked like. To, did you see what yeah. I – to me, it looked yeah. like I don't want to get hit here. That's what it looked like yeah. to me. I don't know whether that's the case or not. He might have just whiffed him. But either way, you got to make that block. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I want to move on to the basketball. If – if um, I mean, I'm interested to see how – uh, connect looks tonight because he he should be healthy over that ankle now and they've blamed that ankle a few times but if uh i'm afraid if he don't give us 20 25 tonight and we don't look better on offense I, i'm 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 really worried about this basketball team well, especially with old miss coming in you, on saturday you're set, you're speaking the truth because old miss is Gold Miss is playing that murder ball stuff that that dude plays, and that guy will choke the life out of a struggling offense and matt he makes a really good point right there about tonight's game. Tennessee's had a, about 12 days off. And offensively, Dixon, we hope the shooting returns and they look a little better offensively tonight heading into the SEC opener. Or you can worry a little bit, Matt Dixon. I think that's correct. Yeah, you need you need to see Dalton connect healthy. Um, yep. that's, that's the key, whether he scores a lot or not tonight. doesn't matter. You want to see him healthy and make a few plays. Uh, and you want, you want to be able to make some shots. Because so that's that's something that you're going to have to do. This team, even our good shooters, have struggled with this year. And the Barnstormers are already formulating their deal, their narrative about how Rick Barnes has already uh, burned out Dalton Connect or gotten in his head or whatever it is. I'm just not subscribing to it. If you know me, if I thought that, I'd say it out loud. I got, I would have no problem saying it out loud if I thought that. I really do think the kid's been beat up, banged up, and out the door. Yeah. I was wondering if Zan could have put a prop bet out on how many trips down the court, offensive possessions, once Ganey gets in the game, that he don't take the shot. I, I would I would hammer that thing if it was really low because poor, I'm telling you, as soon as he comes in the game, he's firing. Oh, he, uh, listen, I, Mark Griffin was talking about him preseason, and he said, I saw him in a practice. He said, and I'm telling you, that guy shot like 17 three balls, and he made one of them. 
And I thought to myself, what in the world? Then he went up there to Michigan State. This is Griff's context of that. Then he went to Michigan State, and he was hitting everything. His numbers are that he's going to start making shots, right? I mean, I believe in a guy's... Look, the back of your bubblegum card has to count for something in sports. It has to. His freshman year, and I know it was at a, at a, at a smaller level, and I realize there's more space on the floor and all that stuff and against a high-level competition, against a mid-major, you look better. I, I, listen, it, that guy's got to shoot the ball better. He's going to shoot the ball better, right, Brian? He's going to, right? Well, he has to. I, I think he'll have a game somewhere where he shoots it well, but... He's got to games. Maybe every other five, maybe every fifth game, he hey, does that. Hey Matt, they can't play him if he doesn't start shooting the ball better, right? That guy's got to make 30, 36, 37 percent of his three balls. He has to. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, he's got to be up there right near close to forty. Yeah, because to be effective and for him to, for him to give you good minutes. Yeah, because defensively he's gonna get shoved around. No offense to him, his calling card is I make threes. But, you know, he did make a couple in a big spot against Illinois in the second he did. half, I think. He did. To stretch that game out somewhat. He did. But this guy's right. When he rolls on the floor tonight, and I don't know what the Zen number would be, uh, but, I mean, touches to three attempts, it's off the charts. If I'm playing with him... And he catches the ball in the wing. I'm lo- I'm going to the rim. I'm looking for that. Lo- I'm looking for the, uh, the the ball in the air. We come back on the other side. I'll get some more calls in. It's the Monday edition. No, it feels like a Monday edition, doesn't it? It's a celebration here. As we can. This is Trip Stoltz with Columbia Ace Hardware. I love listening to 101.7 WKOM FM, Columbia, Tennessee. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. Hello from the Tillis Jewelry family. We want to extend our heartfelt thanks to all of our wonderful customers who trusted us to provide perfect gifts this holiday season. It's time for us to take a short holiday break from December 30th to ring in the new year and we'll be back open on January 9th. We've got an exciting year ahead and can't wait to serve each one of you in the new year. From our family to yours, Happy New Year from the Tillis Jewelry family on West 7th Street in downtown Columbia. Stay tuned for updates on Facebook and Instagram. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today. 
1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Hey, this is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Football season is here, and that means tailgating starts now. Come see us at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard and let us help you get your backyard game ready. We are open Monday through Friday from 7 to 7 and on Saturday from 8 to 4. Go Vols! Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. I am Jack Blackstone. I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Shearex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. Don't let pain keep you out of the game. Murray Regional Physical Therapy's experienced team of therapists can help you recover from surgery, injury, or illness by designing a plan that meets your unique needs. We utilize state-of-the-art equipment and proven techniques to help you get back to doing the things you love. Schedule a consultation at any of our convenient Southern Middle Tennessee locations by calling 931-380-4014. Murray Regional Health, where clinical excellence meets compassionate care. In Tuscaloosa, we live by the blue-collar basketball motto. Stepping back, deep three, bottom. Hard work. Two on one, driving, stepping through, tough shot, got it to go. Dedication. Front court to the rack. Oh! And t-
team word. Play the song for the champions of the Southeastern Conference. Join us for every game right here on your home for Alabama basketball. Right here, Saturdays on WKOM 101.7 FM. Get ready for a shopping experience like no other at Old School Vapor. We carry a huge selection of disposables from Cato Bar, Viho, Raz, Lost Mary and Breeze. We've got it all. Enjoy a whopping 35% off your entire e-liquid purchase, 20% off everything else. Plus, discover the largest legal cannabis selection in the state. Along with a variety of Kratom, Kava, and Glass products, check us out at OldSchoolVapor.com. Debbie Matthews Realtor and her husband Jason, who is a pro songwriter, also own a music publishing company. They live in historic downtown Columbia with their dogs. Dog rescue work is their passion project. They consider Middle Tennessee their backyard and their lives are full of all things Tennessee. Debbie says there is no greater honor than to help someone find a home. To be trusted with that job, there is no greater privilege. Call Debbie at the Nashville Realty Group, 615-476-3224, 615-476-3224. This is Clayton Harris and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Got a few to play here as we welcome you back. 865-200-5402 on a victorious Tuesday celebrating Tennessee's win. And we'll, we'll do some TLD Logistics Overdrive Overtime presented by our friends at TLD Logistics online at tldlogistics.com. Tonight, after the basketball game, Garza Law, fifth quarter, Fentanyl. Uh, Garza Law, Tennessee basketball overtime. I just checked with a source, Dalton Connect is uh, close to 100% for tonight's game, the expectation is. So we should see him back healthy on the floor this evening and ready to roll. And uh, Tennessee playing a team from the MEAC, who Mark Griffin scoped today in Griffin's three-pointers over at tclub.team, where Orange Throat had some great stuff. I had a few observations on the bowl game as well. Some articulated here, some not. But we encourage you to bookmark tclub.team and check it out, and then every post game as well. And then over on Twitch, uh, follow us there and on Facebook Live. Hello and welcome into our next call. Tony B, what's going on? It's Rod and Clarksville. Hey, Rod and Clarksville. Welcome in. How you doing, buddy? Hey, great, great, great to talk to you. What a great day we had yesterday, huh? Oh, uh, uh, it was unbelievable. Ah, uh, the great Jennifer Morris sent me a text last night. She said, listening to you guys celebrate Alabama losing was absolute bliss. <laughs> and, and listen, for the listener right now, those of you that cheer for the SEC, you do you. I'll do me. Those people don't cheer for you. You can sit around, SEC Mike, and you guys can cheer for the SEC all you want. They don't cheer for you when you're on the field. So you can go ahead and cheer for them if you want. Crown him if you want. Rod, am I lying? Am I lying, Rod? You're not lying, sir. Okay. And they would, by the way, they would take your quarterback right off your roster if they could. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. Okay. Now, Matt and Brian knows that yesterday while we was watching, doing the overtime show, we was watching the the, uh, Michigan and Alabama game. Yes. Everyone seen while we were watching that game how physical that game was, right? Yes, that's absolutely right. Now, my point is, Tony, in the last three years, one thing that I've noticed from our team, there's two players on our team that capitalized on getting in the weight room in the offseason. That is Jalen Hyatt Boom. and Jalen Wright. Boom. Jalen Wright and Jalen Hyatt in the offseason got in the weight room, 
on their own and got better. We got to have the rest of our players on this team right now to get in the weight room and do what they did to have the same results. You know, Matty has a good point. Now, maybe that last caller was right. Maybe I'm misjudging those wide receivers, but physically those guys did make themselves over, particularly Hyatt, Matt. He came back a different-looking guy the year he broke out. And he, and he had the speed still. Um, I, yeah, I, I think Rod's got a really good point. We, we need to be a lot more physical, especially defensively. Um, I mean, these other teams, I mean, you watch teams, they just knock the piss out of each other. Cool. Tennessee, Tennessee rarely, I mean, Tennessee's got to drag guys down and, and, you know, gang tackle. Like, Tennessee doesn't deliver big hits like other teams do. That Michigan game was like a street fight yesterday. Uh, me and Matt were talking during the break, Rod. Seven tackles for loss in the first half. Does anybody do that to Alabama? I mean, they beat them up at the line of scrimmage, Rod. Tony, you have no idea. After you went to sleep, me, Matt, and Brock continued to watch the the, te- the Texas and Washington game. Was that a street Those fight, guys too? know how to hit people. They were street fighting, Rod? They were street fighting. Matt, am I lying? Oh no, no, they were they were banging. Really, both of those teams are very physical up front. That finesse Washington team was banging somebody. They're not they're not finesse on the offensive line tone. And their cornerbacks and safeties will absolutely knock your ass out. Goal, Rod. Who do you like in that national championship games? I think it's gonna be very good, but I'm taking Michigan. Unfortunately, I think you're right. I'm gonna have to go with Michigan because what I've seen from their, their 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 athletic ability of the, the, their white guys are not like Iowa's white guys. Interesting. Let me put it to you like that. Interesting. Their white guys know how to play. Interesting. But, Tony, on the way out, I got one more thing to say. Danny White. Isn't it Danny White or AD? Dr. Danny to you, but go ahead. Yes, Dr. Danny White. On the over-under, what do you think he's going to charge for the orange and white game coming up? Oh, he's going to quadruple ticket prices. Woo! The Wally ones are going to pay it. Woo! Thank you, Rod. And how much do you think Nico even has to play in that game? He has nothing to prove. think Danny White is going to charge. How much do you think him and his henchmen, the Central Florida Shadows, Matt Dixon, how much you think they're talking about charging those charging people for season tickets? Quadrupling the prices uh, based on what they did to baseball. I don't even want to know. Go back to the phones. Uh, Hello and welcome into our next call. How are my friends compatriots doing today? W Lynn, welcome in. Well, that was a great win yesterday and um we finished nine and four, which means we'll squarely be a top twenty team. Which, if we'd lost, we'd have been out of the rankings, I'm sure. And I think that's a big deal for big uh, deal. next year. I know. I know. Stats often say the bowl game doesn't matter. Don't matter. But for this team, I, for this team, I think it matters a little bit. The only thing that mattered was seeing Nico. These results in these bowl games, they don't matter. But more power to you. Well, we. We we did finish six in the conference based based on uh, final records and uh, it's it's interesting. The top six teams went five and one in their bowl games, and we went four and one against the Big Ten. Only Alabama lost. Who was the only team that lost in the bowl game? 
What was the, in the top six? Alabama lost oh, to Michigan. Oh, forgot. But Ole Miss, Missouri, LSU, and Tennessee, we all beat Big Ten teams. Now, I don't pull for the SEC. You do not. I was again, I was pulling for Ole Miss to lose, Missouri, everything. That but, Michigan thing yesterday, W. Lynn, when they beat them down into the ground, was hilarious to me. Yeah, I loved it. I, I, I loved, loved. A lot of people were surprised that I was pulling for Michigan. I said, look, I never pulled for the SEC. We recruit against them. Exactly. The only team I pull for is LSU because they've always been my second favorite team. W. Lynn, hang right there. I kind of feel like he does. I love that LSU bunch. Now, their head coach is really much. Uh, Brian Stop. i got to get, get out of here. As we uh, love you and we appreciate you. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern middle Tennessee. WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia.